Hey everyone, welcome back to Get Rooted with Robin Moreno. Our guest today is Cindy Rodriguez, a storyteller, healer, and founder of Reclama, a spiritual hiking and journaling community specifically made for women of color. Like me, Cindy feels most grounded in nature, hiking in mountains, and meditating and journaling near fresh streams. And in our inspiring plática, Cindy talks about a life-changing cross-country solo trip she took and why it's her mission to get BIPOC and women of color to reclaim their place back in nature. Being in nature is such a healing, sacred, and ancestral practice. Like many indigenous cultures, the ancient Mexica, also known as the Aztecs, grounded themselves in nature. They believed in Teot, which to them was God or spirit. And they found that divine energy in the sun and the moon, the wind and the corn, and in many places in nature. And the idea of God or divinity in nature is something that we can all access and understand, regardless of our backgrounds. So inspired by my conversation with Cindy and the amazing conversation you're about to hear, my challenge to you is to start integrating nature into your everyday life. Too often we wait until the weekends to take a bike ride or garden or take a hike But nature is something that we can do every single day. And it's not only something that we can do, but something that we should do. So my challenge to you is to find ways to integrate nature into your everyday lives, whether it's putting your hands in the earth and tending to your plants, whether it's talking to the birds in your own backyard, whether it's waking up early and taking a walk on a local beach, maybe visiting a local farm, even just opening the windows and feeling that inhalation of fresh cleansing breath, or at night, just stepping outside and gazing at the gorgeous stars. There are truly endless ways to connect to nature slash divinity, and the results are lower stress levels, increased creativity, joy, contentment, and connectedness. I can't wait to see what you discover. So please share with me at our Instagram handle at Get Rooted with Robin Moreno because I'd love to see how it goes. Well, I hope this has gotten you excited for our conversation with Sydney because it's a good one. Are you ready for some major inspiration? I hope so because Get Rooted with Robin Moreno begins right now. So tell me, <laughs> for, for people out there who don't know, what is Reclama? Reclama is um, the easiest way to describe it is spiritual hikes and retreats for women of color. But it's so much deeper than that. And then once I can speak to a woman, once I see that they're like are curious about it, then I'll go in and say like, we go hiking on the new moon food like cycles. We do like retreats. We do camping trips for beginners, for women who have never been outside because of A, B, and C reasons, which we get into, which are very social justice oriented and things like that. So like, it's so much deeper than that, right? Like going out into the woods, like, yeah, you got a day of release, but then when you go in with intention, the way we do, it feels like a full blown like ritual. Hmm. I love that. It is, it is a ritual. And I've been on a reclama hike and it is, it is a ritual. It's much more than, um, I mean, I love, I love the exploration of hiking, but it's a container. Like you hold a sacred container that has a lot of different elements, whether it's meditation or, you know, like you, sometimes you have herbologists and just different women that you bring together. 
But, you know, how did you get into this and decide that this was going to actually be um, like a, a living, like a living or a passion? Like, how did you turn, I guess, your like hiking for yourself into this is something that I want to extend and bring in for other women? Um, I think it began with, uh, I always tell people, I think it began with my road trip around the country that I did for about three weeks in 2017, combined with going, coming right back and spending a week with family and then going to Peru for another three weeks. So it was, um, I just happened to get like laid off from work in October of 2017. I remember because I was like, wow, right before the holidays, like, what am I going to do with this time? Because as you know, like a lot of people don't hire at the end of the year. So it's kind of like, I knew I was going to have this lull, like time, like November, December, maybe in January, I'll get a gig. And when you've been in media, I think this long, you're like, it'll come along. Like if you, what do they say? Like, if you haven't gotten fired twice in media, you haven't been in media long enough, right? So I was there and I'm like, what do I do with this time? And then I just, the first thing that popped into my head was go on this road trip. Go on this road trip because you have a car that you have to give back at the end of the year that you've barely used. It's a dream. And I'm like, wow, but to go in November, it's kind of cold. But um, I thought I was going to go with a friend. And then I thought, you know what, if I go with a friend and we go all the way to like what Oregon and then come back and we do this and take our time, it'll be great. But then she flaked. And um, she kind of joined me in the middle later. I think she got scared or I don't know what it was. But I was like, am I going to really not go because someone can't go with me? Like, do I not feel secure? Like, what, what is it about doing this by myself that's so scary? And then I was like, forget it, I'm going. <laughs> I was like determined. I was like, when am I ever going to have a chance to just be like, I'm going to drive around the country for three to four weeks and get to see what our country looks like. Like, I've been traveling everywhere my whole life and I don't really know the country I live in, you know, the country I was raised in. And so I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I went to the Badlands. I went through Wyoming by myself. I was um, going to go to Yellowstone, but then a snowstorm came and I went straight to Colorado and Arizona, Texas, like you name it. It was just like a big loop. Wow. Okay. That's so, yeah. Cause I imagine if you start off like on yeah. a road trip, you have to pull out a map and there's so many destinations. So you started off in New Jersey. Is that right? I started out in New Jersey. I went to Chicago, Minneapolis, the Dakotas, Wyoming, Colorado, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico. Yeah. Texas is so big. <laughs> like, I just thought I was never going to get out of there. Like, I was just like, what is this? Yeah, I, but, I'm from I'm from Texas. I know. That. I know. That's why I knew you would know. Yeah, man. It's like whenever you go somewhere, it's like it takes half the trip. Like, we used to take these yearly trips to go to California, and half the trip was just getting out of Texas. And then the other tra- half is you go through like New Mexico, Arizona, and California, but it just yeah. takes forever. Um, so you, well, so you saw a lot because you went through the North, you went through the Midwest, you went through the yeah. Southwest. Yeah. And I just, I don't, I have always kind of leaned into fear. So I just thought if I'm really scared about this, like it might be good for me. Like I've gotten to that point in my journey, right. Where I'm like, Ooh, this is really scary, but yet I want to do it, but yet I won't do it because I'm scared. We have to do it. (laughs) And, um, going in and doing that for all the confidence world, I felt really prepared. I researched, I had my car packed with everything you might need. And then it wasn't until like midway in that I was like, Oh man, this is like a spiritual journey. Like every national park I've been to is really just native land. It is native secret land. And I don't see anywhere out there like that looks like me. 
when I was in the Badlands hiking by myself, when I was um, in the Arches, like National Park, like at that point I had met with a friend and it was just like, not to come down on white dudes, but it was like a lot of white dudes out there. And they all looked at me kind of like, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, is it just me? You know, you come back with that kind of, is it just me? Was that a crazy comment? Like, and I tell people, I'm like, oh, super safe, but did I get some microaggressions? Yep. And I'm like, it's because there's not more of us out there. You know, like this is not a normal thing. And I'm like, well, then I have a solution to that. So <laughs> like, let me share this with others. And that's always been my jam. Like, oh, I'm stressed out or like, oh, I want to get away and think about something like I would go hiking or out for a walk, like a really long walk. And um, doing this to this level, I was like, oh, this is amazing. Like. You know, I have to, I came back with three words. I always tell people, like, it doesn't matter if you have a half-assed idea, like, write it down, write it down. Because it, it's going to lead to something, right? Um, like, we're created to think, not remember. Like, I always tell people, like, it's okay that you forgot that fantastic idea in the shower. It's really hard to remember things. Like, so I came back and I wrote nature, writing, and women. And I'm like, I don't know what this is exactly, but I put the post-it on my bathroom like mirror and I was like, all right, I stared at it for a few months and it wasn't until the following year that I like volunteered to do a workshop, like a journaling workshop at my friend's retreat. And I'm like, do you have anyone talking about journaling or writing? And she was like, no. I was like, can I do it? <laughs> like, I have never been so forthcoming about something I've never done before. That's Not amazing. to that capacity. You know, like I've taught, like I've taught formally at Rutgers. I was like an adjunct professor for a year and I taught like, broadcast news writing and we got to do like a radio story together like that was super cool but to me I guess at the time I didn't see how they relate and now I do yeah but you know like doing that like I just I wanted to tell everyone about like the power of journaling not just because it's like fun to write down your dreams but like in healing like in in writing a letter to someone that you're never going to send but you you have to write like in just documenting how you feel in the moment. And I didn't know then what I was doing was grounding. You, you went on this amazing journey and you came back with these words, which were hiking, women, writing. It were those mm -hmm. three words. Yeah, and, then you, and then you went to Peru. And what was that like? Mm -hmm. Oh, Peru was really special because um, I wasn't just going to go see my family after not having been for a few years. And that was a lot because I used to go every year. So not go for like, what, four or five years is a lot. So it was like a reunion. And then um, I was also showing my best friend Peru. So it, that was in itself a different experience. Like when you're showing somebody something that's so close to you, like you're kind of a tour guide for your own thing. Like it, it didn't make me like, it made me really grateful for what I had. And so I spent, we spent a week together. We went to Cusco. We went to like all the places that I wish I could have gone with like, you know, family, but I just didn't do it because usually when we go to Peru, it's like to see family and do like local things or be on our land together. It's very different. So um, that was special because I felt like I brought the two worlds together, like hanging out with my fam and then also being with my best friend out there and doing all this adventurous stuff. Like um, we went to Huacachino, which is like this, town in the middle of this like sand dune <laughs> it's majestic like it's unreal but a lot of people do like sandboarding and like just you know being there is an experience in itself so but I think the biggest thing was that like all these little coincidences were happening while I was out there in terms of like messages and you know um 
I have a, a strong connection with my mom's mom on the other side, even though we didn't have one while she was living because she died when I was very young. So um, I, I got like some messages from her out there. I was, you know, I asked my aunt to show me a bunch of photos and I got to get to know all of these stories that I had never heard before, because of course, like, I, you know, people put photos away, don't look at them ever again. And it's like, it's that. And so I was get, getting to know my like grandparents and their grandparents through all of these photos. And um, it just it just resurfaced so much like history and stories. And I don't know because I, I was born here and in Jersey and my sister was born in Peru and she she came here. And she was about like nine. So um, we have very different like upbringings and we're 10 years apart. So it feels like just worlds apart. Right. But, you know, our histories are very different. So I've had a harder time getting to know my lineage and my ancestry. And so every time I go to Peru, it's like I learn something new. Mm. Um, and, you know, that in itself was like I kept I couldn't stop writing on the plane back. Like I was just like I didn't want to forget anything that I had just like absorbed. So I was taking pictures of like everything that my aunt was showing me because of course she was too scared to lend me these photos to make copies of. So I was like, okay, we're taking pictures of a picture. And so um, I just came back like this empty vessel off the plane. Like, oh my gosh, I just got so much down. I am so grateful. Like, what am I going to do with this? And I still haven't really decided, but it's just a knowing. It's like where I come from and hearing about their professions and what they were into. And I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And so like, it's like you learn about them, but in essence, you're like learning about yourself. And so, you know, that, that journaling workshop that I did thereafter was very much about like, it's beautiful to learn this stuff. And like, but then you realize at the end, there's another layer. And it's like, damn, this is really hard to get to know my history. Why was this taken away from me? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it so hard for my family to talk about this stuff? Like it's, you know, it's, and then it's like traumas and things like that and unresolved issues and families. And so like, you realize that, yo, so much has to come up to the surface. And like, this is, I think I'm the generation of women in my family. That's like, it's time. Like, let's mm-hmm. go. Like, this is like no more, no more lies and secrets. Like, I don't want the generation, like if I have kids or like for my niece and nephew and our family to have to dig this deep, like Dora the Explorer in Peru for her lineage history. (laughs) It's just not fair. (laughs) You know, I want to make it easier for her. So to me, like Reclama is like a legacy I leave behind. Like everything that I'm sharing has a lot to do with my family. Like from what's on our journals to what's like, our kids and what they're called. Like, it's like things that my family would say to me, you know, like knowings and bichos and things like that. And, um, you know, like I'm, I think my niece is starting to see like, Oh, wow, this has a lot to do with our family. I'm like, uh, huh. you know, it's just, uh, I think it's like a beautiful way to share it all, but that road trip, Peru, doing that journaling workshop. Oof. And then that following summer is when I did a, a retreat and like, I, I'd like, I don't know if I've ever said this to you. Like, I literally was like, oh, one day retreat, nature, hiking, writing, amazing. And at the same time, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I just knew that I needed to do that. And when I did the first one, we had like 30 women show up. And I, like, I did it with, um, with a friend at the time, Julie. And we did like the first two together. And we were like stunned that so many women wanted to do this too. 
this is a full day. It's a lot of work. Like you got to get ready for, you got to have the proper gear. You got to be intentional. You know, you're spending a day that's much harder for moms too. So I understand to, to, to me, I was like, I'm so grateful you all are here because I'm, it's not like I'm the only one that wants to do this kind of spiritual work. Cause that's what it is really. And, um, and you're trusting me with your day. You're trusting me with your time. But when, and, um, and, well, when you came back, so when you came back, right? So you said, okay, I'm gonna. I did the three, the three weeks on the road, three weeks really getting reconnected yeah. to your family, right? And came back, and then the journaling. So you were doing journaling throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Is that is that how you started a reclama? Like, did you come up with a name or like? And how did you do? Yeah, that? it was started out with those retreats. Like, I did um, after that journaling workshop. That you, that you asked your friend, you're like, I don't know why, but I need to do this. Yeah, I was into it. I needed to do that journaling workshop. I was talking about all the questions you needed to start asking yourself, all the questions you needed to start asking your family, like getting real with this, honoring that. Like I was going in on it and then I don't know. And then at the end, like a few women were crying and I was like, did I mess up? Like, <laughs> and they were like, when is the next one? This is like some shit I've, I thought I was the only one worried about. Like, this is some shit I thought was only in my family. I thought that I was the only one was basically like, if I had a general consensus of the women that were like, when is the next one? And I was like, I didn't even plan on the next one. But then I created those one day retreats and like reclama used to be called pensive paper retreats because I did not know what to call it. I was like, I know what to do, but I don't know what to call it. You know, I'm just going to keep going. But I love that because I feel like sometimes people can get stuck with one day starting these ideas. Like, you know what? I came up with these ideas and I know that I want women. I know that I want journaling and I know Mm -hmm. that I want nature. Um, And then like the name came after. So I think that's really great. So it was called pen to paper retreats. And and it's, it's so interesting that you, I love that you got really specific because like you said, it's about reclamation. It's about connection. It's about spirit. It's about like trauma. It's about breaking, you know, generational trauma and all of these things. Mm -hmm. But you did it through the lens of nature and journaling. And is it because those were your sort of favorite things or that was just how you were the most connected? Um, both. Like to me, it could be just be like a day out and I get re-energized by just like going out for a hike. Or I go in with intention of like, I'm really dealing with some shit and I cannot deal with it at home. Or if I want to bring like my bestie to go and talk about this, it's the best for me, I've noticed. And I just didn't do the research until later. Like, why is it that in nature, I'm like more comfortable being open and honest and vulnerable and like crying it out on the top of a mountain or whatever. Like, and then you get into and you look at the benefits, you know, the scientific, the spiritual, and it's like, it's a grounding place, right? And you're walking with someone and you're walking side by side. So this is like this non-confrontational space. And immediately, I think when anyone goes into nature, they're just like at ease. Like whatever it was that they were stressing about on the way there, it's like definitely lowered. And like the longer you spend out there, the better it is. So it's just, um, it was always a place where I would be basically. I just didn't know the benefits until later. Yeah. I mean, I think you organically do the benefits right in your body. You just didn't necessarily, yeah. they were just mirrored back to you and you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. So when you decided to do the first retreat, 
like, was that just terrifying or were you just because I, just because I know there's people out there that might be having an idea of wanting to do the first thing, like the first offering. Um, and it's so hard to get things out of your head and into like the world. And so how did you do it? Were you just like, ah, I'm going on Instagram. I'm, I'm like, you know, what, what, what was the logistics that made it become real? Yeah. Um, it was talking with Julie and just being like, I want to do this thing because she was doing at the time, like hiking with women. And I was like, let's get together. Let's do this together. Like we kind of have like-minded people we would attract anyway. Let's just like, you've never done a thing. I've never done a thing. Like, let's do it. And so originally, um, this, this whole thing was like, you know, one, just like half a day, but the more we realized what we wanted to do, we're like, no, we have to like, this is like a whole day event. This is like from 10 to six, we are out there, you know? And um, they were really cool. We did like one in June, July and August or something like that. We did like once a month. And I kind of thought about it to be very honest. Um, I'm thinking about my mindset back then. Like, what's the story? Like, what is the story here? Because like, you know, trained journalist, right? So I'm thinking like, if I were going to cover this as me, what questions would I ask about this? Like, what would be the ideal like way that I, I want someone to walk away with after spending a day with us? Like, and so then I started thinking about, okay, this is what I want to put out there. So people understand, because at the time I was like, what the heck do I call something like this? I think the original name was like an outdoor writing retreat. And I'm like, I have, I remember, like, I remember having a hard time explaining what was, what this thing was. And it's because it was brand new. And I was like trying to look for other things like this, but they didn't exist, which even like motivated me more. Like, no, then I definitely have to do something. This is, if I want it, then others want it. Like for sure. Yeah. So then we just, we just kind of went with it, but that's, that's like my mindset. I was like, that's what kept my head on straight. Because I'm like, if I can explain it like that in terms of like, I guess like an event or something like come out and do this with us, then that's helpful. But it was a little difficult in the beginning because people are like, we're going to like go hiking and then we're going to stop and journal in the woods. And then we're going to come back and like get energetically cleansed with Palo Santo or, or like Sage. Like, what is this? And I'm like, it's going to be fun. And I'm not sure. <laughs> You know, that's the scary part, you know, because it's coming out of you and you're like, I don't have anything to guide me. So you you did it and women came and they kept coming. And then is that will you take us through like a format of a Reclama spiritual hike? Like what what can people expect when they go? Because it's more like you said than just a hike. Yeah. So our hikes um, in the winter are different from the fall. So I guess like at the core of it all, every hike has you know, um, an intention set behind it. So we go during the new and the full moon. Usually Uh, sometimes I'll do something special, like in honor of mother's day or father's day or something like that. But we generally stick to new and moon because like, I mean, new and full moon because of the energies, like we, why not work with these energies? And this is like, I practice what I preach. Like I set my calendar, my goals, my life around the seasons, around the moon cycles. And I love it. The Think if you think about it in the most basic terms, like the new moon is about setting intentions and the full moon is about letting stuff go. Like everybody should be having those check-ins with themselves every month. Like, why are we not making more time for that? And it's just, for me, I always tell people, sorry, that's my dog. I always tell people, um, like 
this intention, this day that you're giving to self, it's not just like a form of self-care. It is a form of like serious intention because like we spend our all days and it corre, corre. And it's just like, you know, in the hustle and like, we don't spend enough time to stop and do this stuff. And this is the medicine. This is actually the thing that you daydream about doing when you're in your cubicle and you wish you were outside. Like most people, when they daydream about not being somewhere they don't want to be, it's usually in a park, (laughs) you know, like, we're not trying to be out here. We're not made to be out here. We're supposed to be outside. That's why when you put your bare feet on the ground, it's so powerful. So that's what I mean when I was saying like the winter hikes are different from the spring hikes because in the winter, uh, we don't stop to journal because it's too cold. We would get too cold. But I do give everyone journals so that that night um, after a you know suggested salt bath, like please go like clean yourselves tonight. Like just like una limpieza, like spiritual, like cleansing. And sit down and write and figure out like why did this resonate with you why did you come out what did it do for you now like we don't take the time to stop and think about that stuff so but in the spring hikes it's beautiful outside so we will stop in the middle of the woods i mean in the middle of a hike to journal for a little bit by the water on top of a mountain and it's literally only because um i've noticed in my own self that like after a hike i am like tip top closest to my highest self you know, I am showing myself what I do when I want to do something, a sense of adventure. I'm like tapping into joy. And everyone thinks that like, and this is really hard because I think of the world that we live in, but like, you know, if I prepare for the thing that might happen <laughs> and I'll be ready for it when it comes, right? This is the, like the core of anxiety. But I'm like, um, if you're somebody, which I can assume you are if you're listening to this, that has figured it the fuck out, whenever any shitstorm has come your way, then there's no need to worry about it. It's like my tia tells me, she's like, si tienes solución, por qué te preocupes? Si no tienes solución, por qué te preocupes? Like, why are you spending so much time worrying? And I'm like, let's not worry. You'll figure out that shitstorm tomorrow when it's time to figure it out, let's go outside. Like, not because you worked for eight hours and you deserve rest, because you are a human being that needs to be out of nature and nature needs us as well. So like, the reason we're not out there is like, you know, there's all these barriers and our structures about, you know, going out in that fear, but like also like we're not encouraged to do so. That's not part of the curriculum. You know what I mean? Like that's not part of like what everyone is doing right now. So to me, it's like a form of rebellion to be out there. Like let's be out here for ourselves to take a day. And it doesn't matter what moon cycle we're going in or one month. Like it always begins with that intention. It just varies based on seasons, but you know, to me, every woman comes out of there better than they came in, right? And that's like, that's more than enough for me. Whatever special intentions each one had, and like, if I can get that much from these hikes, these women always get that. Like, I've seen them like flourish. I've seen them like kick ass. I've seen them be like, I don't know about the woods to being like, Cindy, I climbed that damn mountain again. I'm like, "Ah!" so like, I know it's working because it's worked for me and I see it now working in others. When you're talking about being in nature, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, there's so many like, you know, in your body reasons, like, you Mm -hmm. know, research reasons, but it seems as if, you know, it's like, especially when you're talking earlier about anxiety and worry, it's just this idea that when you're climbing a mountain um, or you're traversing, you know, a rocky terrain, or now there's lots of leaves outside, so it could be really slippery you got to be really focused. You have to Mm -hmm. really be 
in your step, right? You can't be, you're going to fall. You're going to, you're going to fall if you're like in la la land or thinking about what you're going to have for lunch or the fight that you got in this morning. And so there's something really that brings you into presence. Also the stunning beauty of it. Like you round a corner and there is a tree that looks like biblical, that you're just like, oh my God, you know, or something that's so shocking. So I love the presence of it. Do you Mm -hmm. find that women have not spent, like some of the clients or people that you bring don't have a familiarity with nature, that they're just getting back into nature, that they could be scared. They never consider themselves hikers, um, you know, and, and why? Why do you think there's this disconnection? Yeah, I want to say about half of the girls um, that have come through Reclama are first-time hikers. And I'm always so honored. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I know what a first experience out in outdoors can do for you. If it's scary, you won't go back. It's going to be really difficult for you to trust the space again, right? So I know that- Wait, hold on. So does that mean that you have to be really responsible? Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's a big responsibility to take, you know- It is. (laughs) 20 or 15 new hikers, you know, up a mountain or, you know, even just out in nature. The scariest one was probably breakneck. I led 14 women up there. And that's, that's a hike. That's, that's, that's a hike. That's no, it's called breakneck for a reason. It's called breakneck for a reason. And so, um, and I, and I warned everyone very, I was very honest. I was like, this is an advanced hike. There are rock scrambles, but you will never feel so like accomplished as you will from this hike. It just, the views, I mean, everything, but like, that's it. And like exactly what you were saying before about presence. Like I tell them all the time, I'm like, I'm not just telling you to take one step at a time because of safety reasons. It's also for spiritual ones. Like don't give yourself FOMO. Be here. Don't be later on looking at the photos, knowing deep down inside that you weren't here because you were on the phone. So I tell everybody, I was like, put your phones away. I know you're going to hate me for like the first 10, 15 minutes. But then that moment where you're enjoying all of this without your phone is when you're going to look at me like, she had a reason. She knew exactly who she was talking about because it happens to me time and time again. It happens to everyone that comes through here. And it's not you. It's everything around you. You know, you everything is conditioned you to be distracted. Here, you have to be here. And I also tell them like, you, and I'm like, what happens in life when you're not watching your next best step? You fall. That's exactly what's going to happen to you here. Please don't fall. Like I turn into the reclama mama real quick. (laughs) I need to start going into like hiking 101 tips. Like, because I don't want anyone to ever come out with any kind of like scratch or trauma or anything. So um, it's why I've taken it upon myself to get like, you know, wilderness survival, like workshops, you know, a winter workshops. Like I always try to like educate myself on things like this because I'm, I know not only am I like responsible for their day and their time and their energy, but like safety, like that's a big responsibility. But, um, I, I think I've been very careful about like where I go and I'm, I don't know, I gotta say like every hike is different. And I think what I really tap into is my intuition out there. Mm -hmm. And I can just like be with a group, hear them all out after we do our sharing circle and be like, I know what this group needs. And, um, it just, it's like, I go with that every time. Like I have never been more present as I am when I'm like leading the hike. Hmm. That's why it's so hard to get photos from it. Like I really try my best, but I am there with them. Like I am there with them a hundred percent. So like whenever people take photos, I'm like, please send them to me. 
<laughs> you know, I try my best because I, I know what I'm doing out there. But like at the same time, I know that it takes away from the experience unless I'm taking photos of that. That's different. Well, that sounds so beautiful. You know, they're, um, you know, I talk a lot about like people like your Don, you know, your D-O-N, which is, you know, your like your natural gifts and ability and your passion. Uh, and I, I love your dog. He's like, oh, yes, I support him. <laughs> He's uh, totally like an old man wanting more treats. Don't you worry. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be gone in a minute. <laughs> no, no, he's perfect. He's perfect. But I feel like, you know, these hikes are your dawn. Like this is, you know, you calling it out, right? And I love the words, you know, women, nature, writing, you know, and you created this, like you created this whole experience and now you have retreats. So can you tell us about all the offerings that you have coming up for people that are excited and want to participate in this? Because like you said, there's so many people that are listening that could be in their cubicles, that could be in their offices at home and they're just like, I need to reclaim my time for myself. I want to go on a reclama hike. Um, and so what are some of the offerings? Because now your offerings are bigger. And so I want to hear all about it. They are. Yeah. And it's thanks to the community. They're very vocal. Like, we should have this. Can you do this? And I'm like, that's a great idea. <laughs> so it's like a co-creation. It's very, um, I'm grateful for it. So um, we're definitely going to have a camp out next October, but I haven't put out there yet. But the first half of the year is out there and we do hike in the winter. <laughs> and even if it's 25 degrees out, I mean, there's a way to do this. So don't worry. Everyone gets like um, how to prep in the home day. But we have our day hikes that are out. We have one once a month. I'm also having like digital grounding retreats for people who are just not in my area right now. And um, I've gotten, you know, people who write me from like Kentucky or Florida or Chicago. And then and they're like, you know, let's have like a day together. I'm like, this is a good idea. So, you know, we'll check in with each other. Everybody will go on their nature walks and then we'll continue to like hang out throughout the day. So I'm testing that out. And I've done that with friends throughout this pandemic because, wow, have we needed this? But um, another thing that I'm really excited about, and it almost sounds a little morbid to say, like, I'm so excited to talk about like mother wounds and father wounds, but I am because I'm like, the more we talk about this and normalize it, the better it's going to get. So that's the focus for the next retreat. So they're in um, Vermont and we're going to be staying in tree houses and um, the mother wounds. Um, I believe there's one spot left and then the father wounds one in August. And it's very basic, you know, in terms of like, First of all, just to give everyone, normalize it, like everyone has these to some extent. This is not a new thing. You know, you're not abnormal for having any of these wounds. And they tend to work themselves out when you are ready to talk to them directly. And that's what these retreats are about. And when you do your retreats, I should say that you bring um, a variety of amazing different practitioners and healers Um, that you work with, right? So I know that like herbologists and meditation teachers and Mm -hmm. there's like a, a, you you are really good at rotating uh, and partnering with really amazing women to hold the space for all of these, for the work. Yes, for sure. For the mother wounds one, I'm going to be teaming up with Mia Fortuna, who's a curandera, who is an herbalist, who is all the things actually. She's not just like a friend. She's like the bruja in my life. And so we started talking a lot about this, like this year about like mother wounds. And I'm like, we need to bring this up to the surface. Like, and I've already brought it up on some hikes and women are like, 
wow, I thought I wasn't the only one. And I'm like, I think more women need to talk about how complicated our relationships are with our Latina mothers more. You know, like it, the, the minute you feel less alone, the world changes. So we're really going to get into it next year. It's going to be deep and it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> we're all going to be better for it. Don't you worry. What are your intentions for Reclama and really for yourself? For Reclama, it's just to dig deeper. I could feel like the energy of things that like we're all dealing with right now. A lot of it has to do with decolonization and traumas and money traumas. It just seems to be like a lot of stuff is coming up to the surface. And I think I'm really good at setting up that space. And as the year opens, I'm actually launching a membership because I want to work with like a dedicated like clan, a tribe of people, of women. And um, I think that would be, I don't know, like with that, like I opened it up to other women outside of the New York, New Jersey area. So that's just like more medicine being spread out there to me. I love, but, I love you spreading that medicine. <laughs> thank you. This yeah. makes me happy. You know, it's funny. Like when I did this at first, like I was just like, this is wild. But my friends were like, this is right up your alley, girl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, you do this like for us. Like you kind of plan trips like this for us. I'm like, you know, I never even thought about it like that. So I always tell people, I'm like, if you're looking to like do something with like that you've never done before, like just go with the joy, like go with the thing that you think is going to be a little bit weird. Like, and it pertains to like writing too. Like I always tell people, like if it's scary, embarrassing, and um, what is the, what is the third one? Scary, embarrassing, and you're excited at the same time to share this thing that applies to like doing your own thing out here, you know, whether it's spiritual, whether it's more like entrepreneurial focused or whatever you want to call it. So, um, I love that because I, I feel like that's like a journal prompt. So maybe people will say like, okay, so what is the thing that excites mm-hmm. you that scares yes. you? And that maybe might even embarrass you. Or if you knew that other people knew this thing yeah. about you, even that idea that you had it. Um, I yeah. love that as a place to start because I'm sure there's people like you that had this idea and they, you know, like the three words again. And so I love this idea of excited, of scared and of embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great place to start. And just the last thing that I'll ask you is, you know, you talk about medicina, like nature's medicina, writing mm-hmm. is medicina, healing, um, you know, trauma and wounds and reclamation is all medicina. But what is in your medicine bag? Like what are the practices that you go back to again and again, because now that you're getting, you know, maybe you have always been busier and you hold space, like deep space, intentional space for a lot of women. So how do you take care of yourself? Oh, well, I decided first and foremost that the self-care had to double up. Like though, you know, being out there and doing these energetic cleanses and hiking, it's a lot. So um, making that shift to doubling up and doubling up meant, um, more massages. That's body work. You know, I carry stress in my body. So I'm really real. Like it went from maybe one massage a month to why can't I afford one every Friday for half an hour? Like, why can't I do that? Like start the weekend that way, like giving to myself. The journaling is at any time available. Like I have it like available to me and the nature walks. If I don't walk in the morning or if I don't do something for myself that helps me move my body in the morning, because sometimes I do do yoga and sometimes I do do dancing, but my preference is always nature walks. 
But if for some reason I can't, like I have my backup plans and it has to be like, it's that morning and, and nighttime ritual. Like these things that I'm telling you about are like completely in those time frames. And, you know, I give myself thoughtful breaks throughout the week, but I think it's, it's like a be, like being really real about what I need and like making the time to give it to myself. So that means I've had to like level up on my mat, my time management skills. And I don't know if people might hear them be like, this is not spiritual. Like, yes, it is because your time is your energy. It is sacred. It is like your biggest like form of currency. So you have to treat it as such. And then when people hear that, they're like, oh, and I'm like, I know your Google calendar might not look <laughs> spiritual, but if you throw a nap in there, you throw a new moon ritual in there for two hours, like, you know, on a, on a, on a Friday night, you might look at that a little bit differently. So like, that's me like taking on these tools and making them work for me. So, and you know, then you have like your go-to things. Like I trust like my Agua de Florida, my Palo Santo, um, and forever wearing something where I feel protected. So like, you'll always catch me with like my red blazer on that my dad gave me, or like you, like I have spiritual, like salt baths always a part of like my routine. Like that helps me just like jump back. So it's, it's like a couple of different things, but it, it kind of always starts with, with those two. That is beautiful. Thank you for just for sharing your medicine and for really bringing people with you on the ride, because I think that's what's so magical about this. It's not just your revelations, but then you widen the circle um, and invite us all in. So thank you for that invitation. Um, and we accept. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure and follow us on social media and subscribe everywhere that podcasts are played. Until next time, my friends, stay rooted.